filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Caligiuri. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where week after week, I'm taking business books and I'm condensing them down to core golden nuggets for you. So I'm saving you time and I'm giving you the gist of what each book is about. At the same time, I'm putting on my own little spin, giving you guys some experience, some stories, some strategies, some tactics from what I've done myself and what I've observed. And uh, hopefully it fits into the context of the book and gives you guys a little bit more value that way. So as you guys can tell, podcast sounds a little bit different this week. And I'm sorry it doesn't have the same type of quality, the sound quality that you guys are used to with the podcast, but uh, I'm actually out of the studio this week. And I'll be out of the studio for next week as well too, because I'm hanging out in Manhattan, you guys. Hanging out in New York City this week, and I love, love, love this city. The energy here, the amount of people, it's just, it's infectious. I love it, and infectious in a good way. And I know a lot of you guys have a strong base in New York City. I know a lot of you guys uh, listening, you guys are from there. So you know what? Reach out to me, you guys. If you guys want to get together for a coffee, you want me to swing down to your business and uh, have a quick chat, I'm absolutely game for it. So just hit me up on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. You can hit me up by email as well too. Just get in touch with me and we'll see if we can fit something in. All right, so also you guys, don't forget, go to cutthecrappodcast.com if you want to sign up for your weekly summaries. All I need is your first name, last name, and email address. And I'll make sure that summary gets into your inbox every single Monday. So what do we got going on this week, you guys? This week we have the book Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. I really like this book because in the world of social media and marketing and sales, it's so complex. It's so complex and we make it complex on ourselves because we just don't know which way to turn, which way is the best way to be selling, which way is the best way to be marketing. This book brings it back to the basics and sometimes that's all we need to be successful is the basics. And so Keith Ferrazzi focuses on what's important when it comes to networking and how to network like a pro. And a lot of the takeaways that I'm going to share with you guys today, I got four golden nuggets from this book. The takeaways that I took away, I feel like if you took these four things away, it would make you a better networker. And as a better networker, what that results in is you being able to grow your business, you being able to close more sales, build more relationships with people who want to do business with you. I think it's a great transition from last week's episode where we talked about unmarketing. And in unmarketing, Scott Stratton has a quote that I absolutely love. And he says, if your business is built on relationships, then make building relationships your business. This book's a perfect transition for that because Keith Ferrazzi shares with us how we can build relationships through networking. And it's quite easy, you guys. The stuff he's sharing with us, it's not tough. Anybody can do it. And I hope that you guys take some of these golden nuggets and you put it into practice for yourselves. So enough about that. Let's crack right into this one, you guys. Golden nugget number one. A good networker always has something to say. According to Ferrazzi, the one question everyone asks himself when meeting someone new is, but I want to spend an hour with this person over dinner. If people can't see themselves sitting down with you one-on-one and enjoying the conversation that ensues, you're going to struggle in developing a long-lasting network of people that are willing to do business with you and assist you in your business. If you want to become that person that everyone wants to sit down with and have a conversation with, you need to do two things. Number one, you need to always have something to say, whether it's about sports, politics, current events, More specifically, definitely you got to have something to say in your own line of work. So if you're in marketing, if you're in sales, if you're in HR, if you're in accounting, if you're in law, you have to have something to say about your area of expertise. Number two, 
you need to bring a unique perspective to the conversation. So what Farazi means by this is you need to be more than a pleasant conversationalist. Instead, you need to have a stance on something that helps you stand out from the others. So when you have something unique to say, people will remember you. So if you're in law or accounting, I mean, for the most part, what can you really share that's different than anybody else? Share a different story. Share a different perspective. Where do you think the world of law is going? Where do you think the, the world of accounting is going? Are you noticing specific trends? Do you have specific opinions that stand out from the rest of the marketplace? The key here is you have to be memorable. And to be memorable, you have to have something good to say, something unique to say. Farazi recommends, especially within this point here, that you become an expert in your field of study and you bring those opinions, that expertise, to the table in conversations. For example, Farazi himself, he became an expert in marketing and would bring his ideas, his approaches, his stories to the table when having conversation, which absolutely helped him drive business and a loyal following. So step one of being a good networker, you gotta always have something to say. Not only have something to say, but have something unique, something different, something compelling to say. Golden nugget number two, start building your network now before you actually need it. Now there's a really cool quote about the principle of starting early. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is today. Just like you can't buy safety vests when your ship is already going under, you have to build your network long before you need it. If you build a strong network of people who know, like, and trust you, when it comes time where you actually need to lean on them, they will be more than likely to help you as opposed to if you just started to build when you need something. Nobody likes a leech. Nobody likes a barnacle at the bottom of a boat who only comes to you when you need help. Everybody wants to feel respected. Everybody wants to feel valued. And if you go to somebody with the objective of building a relationship to generate business in the short term, they're going to see right through you. And you know what? It's not going to be good for you. It's going to hurt your credibility. It's going to hurt your reputation. And it's going to make you seem like a cheap salesman. A good networker builds relationships like a marathon runner, not a sprinter. They invest in the long term and they're not trying to rush to get the sale right away. Take, for example, a story of Bill Clinton. Now, when Bill was 22 years old, he started writing down the names of everyone he'd met that day every evening. And he did this in order to remember them better. That's investing in relationships. Now, I can almost guarantee you that he leaned on a lot of these people that he spent time and effort building relationships with when he was campaigning to be president. That's the kind of investment that you have to make in your relationships, in your network. But how many of you right now are doing that? So many of you right now are having a tough time in sales where your pipeline is so thin. And a lot of the times the reason for that is that you did not invest in building your relationships. You didn't invest in networking. And what are you doing now? Right now you might be going to marketing and saying, what's marketing doing to generate leads for us? And you're doing it in a way that's just, you know, we need them now, we need them now. That's the sprint. If you're in sales and you weren't in a marathon, meaning you weren't building long-term relationships with your prospects, with your marketplace, then you failed. You need to start now. And unfortunately, you know, I know you might need sales now. The problem is don't hurt yourself now. Don't hurt your network. Don't hurt the relationships that you could potentially build that will help you out in the future by trying to push people too hard to close. Listen, I was with an organization not that long ago and uh, they were having a sales issue. And uh, I was in a sales role there and they told me, they said, hey, you know what, Ryan? We need sales and we need them now. So what can you do to push them to buy? I said, I'll do my best, but you know what? If they're not ready to buy, they're not ready to buy. And then they would go ahead and quote things like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and always be closing. You gotta be closing. You know, you're just not a good closer. 
hold on a second. That actually really pissed me off because how dare you not call me a good closer? I'm in this game for the long term. I'm building relationships. And guess what? If they don't have a need for it right now, and I've done all of my legwork to learn about their business, learn about their needs, learn about where they are. Listen, if they don't need the product, if they don't need the service, I'm not going to try to shove it down their throat. You know what that does to the relationship in the long term? It kills it. You know what that does to my credibility, to my reputation? It kills it. I turn into a cheap salesman. And that's something I don't want to do. And that's something I don't want any of you to do as well too. My question to you is, how many people have you met in your travels that you've tried to maintain a strong relationship with? How many meetings did you have last week where you took somebody out for lunch, you took somebody out for a drink, or you sent them an email, or you just tried to reconnect with them just because you felt it was going to be in your best interest to continue building that network? If you didn't do that, maybe you need to start. That needs to become a part of your weekly routine. And you know what? Those relationships that you build, they'll be incredibly valuable to you personally and absolutely professionally. Golden nugget number three. How you spend time with people matters a lot more than how much time you spend with them. Now, most people get heartburn at the thought of having a network because they think of it in terms of width and not depth. You don't have to have 10,000 contacts in your immediate network, first off. That's unsustainable. Secondly, how deep are those relationships? If you have that many people in your network, you can't really go too deep with everybody one-on-one. -on -one. A good network, it doesn't consist of fleeting acquaintances. It's a web of real, here's the key word, trusted friends. Now this is why you should look for what Keith Ferrazzi calls relationship glue. Relationship glue is the stuff that turns acquaintances to friends. You know, the gym workouts you're doing with people on a consistent basis, those consistent golf games you played with people, the late night dinner that turned into a deep discussion, deep conversation, the exciting sporting event you went to with other people, that's the glue that brings people together. It's those moments in time, those memories that you create. That's the relationship glue. And that's the kind of stuff you need to build with your marketplace. That's how people are going to go from knowing you to liking you to trusting you. And when people trust you, that's when people buy from you. So don't look at how much time you spend with people just in terms of how you spend it with them. Get to know people in a setting where they're having fun, not where they feel like they have to make small talk with you in order to comply with social business conventions. Make them feel comfortable. Allow them just to relax and have a conversation about anything with you. Be open. Be honest. Share vulnerable moments from your life. And most importantly, give people your full attention. Get off your phone. Ask them questions. Be a good conversationalist. If you go back and listen to episode 18 about how to win friends and influence people, a big part of that was being a good conversationalist. And a part of being a good conversationalist was just being great at asking questions. If you ask the person at the other side of the table a whole bunch of questions, that's going to demonstrate that you care about them. You're asking them questions. You're interested in them. And that makes you a good conversationalist. I know if you're looking for business now, you're trying to expand your network as fast as possible and you're trying to extract as much money out of that network as possible. Don't do that. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Take it one step at a time, one person at a time. Just remember that how you spend your time with people, that matters most. And it matters way more than how much time you spend with them. Last but certainly not least, I love this one. Golden nugget number four. Relationships, they don't disappear like cake. They grow like muscles. Now that's an analogy in the book that I absolutely love. And it describes how relationships actually work. Which is a good thing to know before you actually start building them, right? Keith says they're not like cake, which disappears over time because it gets smaller and smaller with every slice you take. Instead, relationships have a lot more in common with muscles. 
where the more you use them, the stronger they get because they grow each time you exercise them. But just like your muscles, building relationships, it takes time. If you go to the gym for the short-term investment of working out until you collapse, and then you expect to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger the next day, you're in for a bit of a disappointment. Instead, constant generosity and loyalty will get you where you want to go. Now, sticking with the muscle example, if you show up to the gym twice a week for a year and are generous with how you treat your muscles, you know, by giving them a lot of breaks and eating well, you'll absolutely reap the rewards of a good body. For your relationships, this means not giving up on your coworkers, not giving up on your peers once they've helped you with that issue you are encountering. And stay loyal to them by repaying the favor. For example, by generously listening to them for a half an hour if they have a problem. In a nutshell, you guys, if you want to be a good networker, never ask, how can others help me? Rather, always ask, how can I help others? You know what? You'll do just fine. All right, my friends, there we have it. There's Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. I hope you guys really enjoyed this one. To me, this wasn't as groundbreaking as maybe other books would be, but uh, the key takeaways here was that it reminds you of the importance of networking. So many of us, we get so lost in the world of marketing and sales that we just forget about the importance of networking and how important it is to build deep relationships with our network. It's a great reminder for me because you know what? Sometimes I get lost in the world of social media and I do forget that it's important to take people out you know, to dinner, out to lunch, and give them that one-on-one -on -one attention to build deeper relationships. So you know what? In the name of this book, I'm in New York City all week long. So you know what? If you guys want to reach out to me, I know a lot of you guys are listening in New York City right now. I have a big audience there. So if you guys are listening to this right now, reach out to me. Let me know if you guys have you know, 15, 20 minutes for a coffee, for a conversation, and I'd be more than happy to meet up with you guys. Just reach out to me, and let's see if we can get something going, you guys. Also, I gotta apologize again for the audio. The quality of the audio isn't quite there as it is usually. Um, like I said, I'm out of the studio right now, so I'm just kinda hacking this together as best as possible with my phone. So um, definitely, you know, we'll get back to the regular quality of this once I'm back in the studio. So next week, unfortunately, on Monday, it'll sound about the same. So hopefully it doesn't bug you guys too much. I'm trying to be as succinct as possible to get you through each book and provide some value to you week after week. It's my dedication to you guys. I'm on vacation, but at the same time, I love you guys so much that I got to put in the time, I got to put in the effort to make sure you're getting the golden nuggets week after week, whether or not I'm on vacation. And again, guys, don't forget on Thursday, we have the interview. And the interview is pre-recorded as well too, so you guys don't have to worry about it. The quality will be there. You got to listen to this interview because my guest has a different perspective on Never Eat Alone. He brings his own thoughts, his own approaches in terms of what he used from the book. And I love it because you guys get my perspective, but you also get somebody else's perspective who read the book. The book was important enough to them to really hold it up on a pedestal and say, you know what, this book, it really stood out for me because it really helped me in business. I want to bring that person on. So I can't wait to get Paul Weens on the show. He's going to be a really great guest. Can't wait to tune into that one. I hope you guys love it as well too. I love the ideas of interviews. Just again, it gives me an opportunity to connect with you guys, people who are listening to the show. And you know what, if you guys want to be a guest on the show, Feel free to reach out to me. Let me know if a book was uh, influential in the growth of your business, influential in your growth as a person. I'd love to have you on the show, you guys. Anyways, you guys, I'm going to cut this one right here. I hope you guys have an awesome, awesome week. I'm going to have a good week hanging out in New York City. Probably going to go to Katz's Deli right now. Love that place. You guys, take it easy. Have an awesome week. We'll talk to you guys soon. I very often watch a lot of young people sort of meander around without any idea about why they're doing what they're doing. I mean, to want and to be ambitious 
and to want to be successful is not enough. That's just desire. To know what you want, to understand why you're doing it, to dedicate every breath in your body to achieve if you feel you have something to give, if you feel that your particular talent is worth developing, is worth caring for, then there's nothing you can't achieve. Do something you're very passionate about. People say you, you have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing, and it's totally true. And the reason is, uh, is because it's so hard that if you don't, any rational person would give up. It's really hard, and you have to do it over a sustained period of time. So if you don't love it, if you're not having fun doing it, and you don't really love it, uh, you're gonna give up. So how do you start a business with no money, under the worst conditions, that your backer doesn't want to give you a dime? What do you do? Get ready for a lot of rejection, and at the same exact time, do the things others don't want to do. Do what's necessary, do what it takes, no matter what it is, and try not to hurt anybody along the way.